0: Welcome everybody to the Nerd Pool Podcast, the podcast where we talk pop culture, pro wrestling, and everything else that's on my mind. So sit back, grab your snack, and listen in as I rant and rave about everything we know and love. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Nerd Pool Podcast. As always, I'm your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. It's a J-M-I-E, your 42nd favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And happy 2021 to everybody. Um, 2020 was a, a crap year for, you know, pretty much everybody that wasn't named Jeff Bezos. And, you know, it's over, so hopefully it's all it goes better for you. Um, before 2020 went though, uh, the professional wrestling world was hit with another loss. Now this past year has been, it's been terrible from losing Pat Patterson. Uh, we lost Danny Havoc. We've lost just so many greats. Um, Danny Hodge. So many of them have passed away and, December 26th we lost another one uh, that's the day we lost Danny Hodge and you know a lot of the wrestling world was shocked that morning to find but in his 80s he had lived a good life a three-time NCAA champion a golden gloves heavyweight boxing champion olympic silver medalist uh eight-time NWA junior heavyweight champion and i mean the Danny Hodge award in amateur wrestling is considered the Heisman in amateur wrestling you know it's one of the biggest he's one of the greatest athletes has ever competed in the business, and a lot of people were shocked at that, and they were mourning that, and then later that night, we got the news of the just untimely passing of John Huber, um, who you might know as Luke Harper from the WWE, or more recently as Mr. Brody Lee from AEW. At 41 years old, the day after Christmas, his family lost him due to a non COVID and that is very important, non COVID related lung issue. He he just he had some issue with his lungs. It passed away. The he had been in the hospital for two months and nobody knew about it. AEW and them knew and was asked by the family not to tell anybody. And everybody in the company kept their mouth shut, which in professional wrestling is very hard to do. Professional wrestling loses people constantly. I think it's one sport that has lost more people than anybody, I mean, we lose, I mean, yearly, there's just, there's, there's more and more passing away, and a lot of them at young ages, Um, normally, it's due to circumstances, which we don't like to talk about, you know, um, whether it be an addiction problem, or even, even suicide, or, you know, anything like that, Um, this one, however, was nothing to do with that, it was, it was a medical issue that just happened, and his wife, uh, Amanda, their two sons, Brody Jr. and Nolan. You know, I it, it just hit me about them losing him because there's been three deaths in this business that really affected me. You know, I've done episodes talking about Dusty. I've done episodes talking about Bobby Heenan, and while they were just they were big influences, you know, and they were great and they were just fantastic at what they did. There's three deaths in the world of professional wrestling that that really hit me. The first one was uh, when Owen Hart passed away. And I was 10 years old or around that when he passed away. And the reason it was because that's the first time I've ever had to deal with something like that. Um, you know, as, as part as somebody I, I watched cause Owen was somebody legitimately, since I've been a wrestling fan, I've watched Owen Hart and it was a, a big part. He was a big part, you know, even though I would always chant nugget at him and he was, when he was a bad guy, I just hated him. But I always knew how good he was in the ring and it, it kind of hit me hard. When he passed away, the second one was another one I I pretty much grew up with watching from WCW into the WWE. And that was Eddie Guerrero in 2006 when Eddie Guerrero passed away. It was another shocker. I mean, you know, he he passed away from um, heart issues and he had just gotten his life together. You know, for the past few years, he was clean. He was become a great family man as he always was. He always loved his family. And, you know, he had given his life to God, and everybody said how great he was doing. He was in the prime of his career and passed away. And and that hit me, and it was watching their um, tribute shows that that hurt me, you know, watching the people that knew them and loved them and cried with them. And then the third one that hit me was this one, Um, Brody Lee. And for everybody out there, um, I'm not going to call him John Huber, Uh, I'm going to call him Brody. And the the main reason I'm doing that is because I didn't know John Huber. Uh, I wish I had, but I didn't know John Huber. You know, I knew Luke Harper. I knew Brody Lee. I knew Big Rig. I knew the, you know, his name from wrestling. And the only glimpses you got of John Huber was when he would do interviews. He would talk about his family. He would talk about his love of hockey. You know, you got these little things. But since I didn't know him, I, I didn't, I don't, I don't know if it's my place to, to call him John Huber you know, and some people would say, well, that's just dumb. Others say, you know, that's respectful. For me, it's just, for me, that's me, because I knew him as Brody Lee and Luke Harper, and I'm going to call him Brody Lee because that was his his last thing, and that's what I think he really came into his own as. But watching, you know, him, I heard about the name Big Rig and Brody Brody Lee on the Independence, and back when, um, at that point, it was still kind of hard at times to find independence online, you can't just watch, you know, matches like you do now on YouTube and everywhere else, it was just starting to come in, but I'd seen one or two, and when he came into NXT, and he became Luke Harper, and he ended up being part of the Wyatt family when I first really started noticing him, you notice how good he was, how much he moved in the comparisons to Bruiser Brody, who passed away tragically, you know, in in the the 80s, um, under excruciating circumstances, which we're not getting into, but... You know, there were similarities there. He was big, six foot five. you know, 275, 280 pounds, moving like a cruiserweight. You know, it's like an amazing watching him. And with the trio, with Bray Wyatt and Eric Rowan, he was the standout. You know, it, whenever you have a group, there's always that one that's a standout. And he was the workhorse. He was the one that took the bumps because he could do it. He could make anybody look good in the ring. He was a fantastic athlete. And, you know, he didn't get... Used the way he should have. Um, they wanted him to portray a character, which he was portraying, but because he couldn't do the accent for it, they wanted him to have a kind of a southern accent. And he was from Rochester, New York. He didn't. He couldn't do a southern accent. They kind of held him back. They didn't know what to do with him, but he always made the best of it. And every time he was in the ring, I mean, the matches with Dolph Ziggler, uh, the matches with him and the White family against the Shield, when he was with the Bludgeon Brothers, like he, he was in a, you know, he did everything he did. And people loved him for it. Like, people saw how good he was. And he publicly asked for his release from WWE. And eventually, after being sat for a year at home not doing anything, got his release, and he was going to AEW. He was going to debut in AEW in Rochester, New York, his hometown. And anybody who knows professional wrestling knows that when you're whether you're a bad guy, a good guy, or a face or a heel, you know in in the wrestling lingo, no matter what it is, when you go to your hometown, you're you you're a babyface. You're getting that pop because people love to see people from their hometown. It's it's one of the big things, um, and I he was going to debut there. He was going to be the exalted one for the dark order. The dark order was this group uh, that had come together and they have been teasing and, and a leader an exalted one. And people think it thought it was going to be Matt Hardy and it was going to be him. And there was other names floated around and he wanted the job. He, he, he they told him he was going to do it. They were kind of hesitant at first because they didn't know if he wanted to be a part of another group or a cult-like group because of the Wyatt family, and he said he wanted to. He wanted to help them the guys get over. He wanted to help them, and he was supposed to debut, and then the week before his debut, COVID happened. Last year, COVID happened, and it shut the country down, and they had to move everything to Daly's place in Florida and compete in front of no crowd, and... It's it's a sad thing to think that it, all he wanted to do was wrestle. His wife uh, said that that like that was you know it was his family and then wrestling that that's what it was, and he was just so good at it. And to know that he never got that pop from his hometown, and if you think about it, his entire last year of wrestling with AEW and on TV, he never got that that. That pop, uh, the draw. The big thing about AEW is the fans. They're 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 rabid. They're they're very vocal. They're loud. They're enthusiastic. They're energetic. And it's something that that he really could have used, and he never got that. The you know he had to, he competed the entire last year of his career in Daly's place in front of you know I think the most they were letting in was 500 fans, and that's towards the end of this. He never got that. You know. Three, five, ten thousand people screaming his name, chanting, and it, it it breaks my heart to think that because he had finally gotten a chance to show how good he was, he finally got a chance to show that he wasn't just a lackey or somebody who couldn't talk. He could talk. He could cut promo. He had charisma. He and they were letting him be him. Um, and you know his, his very little, his, his biggest moment came um when he t- faced Cody Rhodes who has been the TNT champion for months doing open challenges you know i mean he had competed for the world championship and against John Moxley at the previous pay-per-view you know 2 months before he he had finally proved that he could be a main eventer and he's going to take on Cody on live TNT Dynamite on Wednesday night for the TNT title and in 3 minutes just squash Cody and it was shocking cuz nobody thought that he was going to beat Cody. Everybody had in their mind that Cody was going to beat him, you know, and kind of, I guess they can say people wanted to complain that he was going to bury another star, even though he's not burying anybody. That's another thing, though. But he goes out there in three minutes, and he squashes Cody. And he even said, Cody said that he pinned him without hooking his leg. And he said, can I do that? Is it okay? And Cody said, go for it. And he did it, and it made him. He was the TNT champion and he had a few matches defending it a couple times and then Cody comes back and they have a dog collar match on TNT it's Brody's last match he would ever have and you know what a way to be remembered cuz it was just fantastic and he was so good in it um i know wrestling as a whole is different than any other sport the fact is we all we have a connection that I don't think any other sport has. You know, soccer hooligans and soccer fans are, are rabid. That's that's a hundred percent true. Football fans can get very competitive with each other, but when it comes to wrestling, um, there's no off season. You know, these when you got the big leagues, TNT and Dynamite now, and then WWE and Raw and SmackDown. You know, these guys are in your in your house or on your TV. Every week, fifty-two weeks a year, you know, they there. There's no off days. You know, they're there. You see them live. You follow them on social media. You get to see their lives. You get entwined. I really think that professional wrestling is the most involved when it comes to their fans and the most accessible. You know, I can tweet professional wrestlers, and there's a likely chance that I can get a response or a retweet, as opposed to you know any other sport. They're more accessible, so we we form bonds with these with these wrestlers, especially ones like Brody and you know these people that you you watch for years and years and years, come up on the indies and whatever, and um, when when I got the news that he passed, it it hit me like like it, it really hit me hard, and it's weird knowing that I didn't know him, you know he but he he felt like a part of my family. He felt like you know. Someone I knew because I had watched him, you know, pretty much every week he had been in my house since 2013 or so when the network started and, you know, Raw and Smackdown and all that, like I had watched him, I had seen him, I had watched him grow as a performer and as a person, you know, and hearing interviews when he talks about his kids, you see his kids grow and... it's like it really when he lost when, when when I found out he passed it upset me it hurt me, and he's forty one you know his family, and then they hear the outpouring, of everybody in the business you know, wrestling fans can be toxic. There's ones that are just it's us against them, but I I, I know, you know, but everybody came together and there was no us against them. There was no company loyalty. Whether you're WWE, uh, whether you're AEW, Ring of Honor, everybody was doing tributes. Everybody was putting stuff online. And it was story after story of how great of a person he was and how much he loved his family. And WWE, you know, honored him. And AEW did one of the most amazing tribute shows I ever saw. You know, like I said earlier, I had watched Owen's tribute show. I had watched the Guerrero tribute show. And you see these shows and how great they are. And you just see people being upset. And to know that the entire wrestling world was crying at this point. And it it hits me. Like, I'm, I'm tearing up now thinking of it. And it's weird. I didn't know this man. But he affected, you know, he affected my life. And his death affected me. And maybe it's because, you know, I had watched him for so long. And I had basically watched his, his career grow, you know, from a man who... They said we're going to give up and didn't think he had a chance to becoming, you know, a top of top main event draw and the second largest company in the United States, you know. And um, I don't know if it's that. Um, I don't know if it's just because he just got into his prime and he just started hitting a stride and he had such a bright future ahead of him. You know, even he was 41, just turned 41. And he had such a future ahead of him. He had just hit that stride in the prime of his career. And he was doing amazing work. Or if it's the fact that, you know, you think about his family and his wife. And who they had been on and off. And, and you know, they dated since they were 17 and knew each other that long. To his kids who's, you know, 8 and 3, you know. And the tribute show was amazing. Um, they let his son... Brody Lee or Brody Jr. Negative one for the Dark Order. He got to basically pick his favorite wrestlers and they put on a tribute show for him. And the entire night was just tears, tears in my eyes, you know, watching it, watching everybody break down and watching everybody give just um homage, pay homage to this man who touched so many people. And... It was just an emotional show. If you didn't get to see it, find some way to go out of your way to watch it, because it's seriously one of the greatest tribute shows I ever saw. And then the ending of it, they uh, played a tribute, a video package of, you know, uh, just excerpts from his wrestling career, and photos, and, you know, it was photos from WWE stars that he took it with, and the fact that WWE allowed that shows you how great, you know, all this was, and... The song. It's on Twitter. It's on Instagram. It's on YouTube. Um, just search AEW Brody Lee tribute. You'll you'll find that. And you know, I was just bawling my eyes out. And the, the even just before that, watching Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes come out, and as his wife Amanda and their son Brody negative one um, come out, and they laid his boots in the middle of the ring. They laid his bandana in the middle of the ring, and um, they presented his son with the uh, AEW TNT title, which his dad held, and they, they basically um, retired that design. They, they redid the belt and gave him that, because Brody said that his son, the entire time he was champion, slept with that title every night. So they called him the TNT champion for life and, um, excuse me, I'm sorry, Cody and Tony and them to watch how great they've taken care of that family and how much they have actually did and showed their respect to Brody. Like it's, if you weren't an AEW fan, I don't know how you can hate on them now for what they did. You know, Tony Khan... Is a, a, a great person. Like what he did. he took care, He's taking care of a family. They signed his son to a contract. For when he turns 18. If he wants to be a wrestler. He's signed to a major company already. You know. And that night, whole night. Watching his son be involved. Um, there's a picture out there. Of his son. Who's wearing a dark order mask. He's holding a kendo stick. He's wearing a suit. Like his dad did. And he, there's a picture of him. That whole night, you could tell he was having a good time. And they were trying to make him forget, you know, the, the tragedy that had happened. Just give him that night. And people were getting involved with him. MJF healed up on him. And he got to hit MJF with a kendo stick, you know, to be part of the show. Uh, but there's a picture of him. And you see his eyes are teared up. As he's wearing a mask. And you just. You see how broken hearted he is. And even now it breaks my heart. You know. Again. It's strange to cry over someone you didn't know. You know. Someone I never met. But to know how great. He was to his family. And to his friends. And to know nobody. In this world. Of wrestling. Nobody had a bad thing to say about him. It's almost unheard of. You know, there's so much going on with backstage politics and backstabbing and wrestling's always had that that me versus them mentality. And nobody had any bad thing to say about him. There's not one bad story out there. There's nobody even tending to troll to say there was a bad story or a bad trade he had. He was just a great person. That's what everybody said. And I cried for him. And I cry for his family and his friends who lost somebody so young who had so much potential and so much left to give. I mean, Brody was an amazing, amazing person. He was one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world. And he had just started showing that he was a main eventer. He just got the chance. And he had nine months of, everybody said he was the happiest he's been in years, you know, because... He was getting to do what he loved. He was getting to wrestle and spend time with his family, and he was getting to show that he was more than just a background guy, you know. And it, I, I still, it's hard to wrap my head around. This happened December twenty sixth, you know, and it's, it's still fresh in my mind, and this one hit me hard, like, and it's just gotten it's gotten where it's hit me even harder as times went on. Could you still see the, the outpouring of love and respect and the armbands and RIP and people still talk so great about him. And it was a big loss for the wrestling world that he's gone. It's a big loss for humanity, apparently because he was a great person. And, you know, I've, I'm, I, very few times does a celebrity or somebody like that pass away that it affects me. Like, I'll be like, you know, that, that that's sad, and I'll get kind of sad at it. This legitimately hurt me. Like, and just seeing, again, so many, so much outpour of love, it just, it, it's gut-wrenching, and it just squeezes at your heart so much, and, you know, my prayers and my condolences and everything still go out to his family, and, you know, his son, his son who lost his, his hero... And his youngest son, who, you know, had three years, but didn't didn't get to know how great his dad really was in the ring, you know. And he's always going to have these videos now. He's always going to have this remembrance of, of how good Brody was. Whether it's from the WWE, or whether it's AEW, or whether it was in Ring of Honor, Shakara, uh, Dragon Gate. He was just a great performer and a great man, and you know, it's, it hit me hard, and um, John Huber was a special talent, he was a special, he really was, he was a, I, I think a once in a lifetime talent, because it's not, you know, it's not often you get someone his size that can move and do the things he did, or portray how he was portrayed, and to come off and do what he did, and he never, he never got to experience the full-fledged, roar of a crowd that that was there for him cheering him or booing him or whatever he never got to experience this stuff and it's it's sad you know and and it's heart-wrenching and it's heartbreaking but his memory is going to live on in fans and family and friends i don't think that Brody lee's ever going to be forgotten i think he's going to be one of those ones like owen who had all the all the time in the world and eddie and these people who were just taken way too soon in the prime of their careers, whether it was tragic accidents or medical issues or just whatever, you know, it's it, it's a sad time to be wrestling fans and more, have to mourn another loss of a brother. Um, but to know how many people he's touched and how special of a person he was, Brody is one of them... That will always be remembered, and for me especially, like I'll never forget Brody because of what's you know what he did and the the impact he had on me as as a fan and just knowing what what could have come. Um, if you want to support the family of Brody Lee, his wife Amanda, Nolan, and Brody Junior Negative One, then um, you can. Through the entire month of January, CM Punk, Mick Foley, as long as a slew of others are donating all sales from their uh, Pro Wrestling Tees website, go to prowrestlingtees.com, Mick, Mick Foley, CM Punk, um, the, you know, Zack Ryder and them are doing it too, him and Brian Myers, um, AEW is selling a Brodie Lee t-shirt that is all proceeds are going to Brodie Lee's family, it's in remembrance, Go to com and you can pick that up. Um, EC3, if you go to his website, EC3, uh, you can, he has a Brody t-shirt that all proceeds are going. I mean, there's just multiple ways to to reach out and actually help this family in in this trying time. And, you know, I don't know what else I could really say that I haven't already said. Um, Brody, we miss you. Uh, I miss you as a fan i mean you know as a person i miss you i don't even know you man but you know i feel for your family and a a fan of a fan for life was made you know i I will never forget the stuff you did watching your matches how good you were you know my condolences again to the family and the friends my prayers are with them um I want to say thank you to AEW for not just a tribute show for everything they did to prove that they really cared about this man and this family. You know, he was a special person and a special talent, and the wrestling world really lost a, a true warrior and a, a, a truly good person, you know, when he passed, so that, you know, rest in peace, man, fly high, because it's, it's sad, but... We know you're watching them, and, and they're going to do your memory right, and we'll keep your memory going as wrestling fans. So, thank you for all you did, Brody. Thank you, John, Luke Harper, whatever you want to call him. You know, thank you for what you did. Thank you for the, the matches, the memories. Thank you for all the entertainment you provided for for years in my life and many others. You know, um, that's going to be it. Um... Follow me on Twitter at NerdPoolPod. Follow me on Instagram at NerdPoolPodcast. I'm on Twitch at NerdPool Gaming. Again, Pro Wrestling um, Brody Lee. Anything's gonna go to his, from him is gonna go to his family. CM Punk, Mick Foley, um, Brian Myers, Matt Cordana, Zack Ryder, whatever you want to call him. Their their proceeds are going. There's multiple other ones out there. Um, Aewshop.com. The T-shirt that they're selling is going EC3s, pro wrestling tees, and his website. His stuff is sitting out there. You know, we've come together and let's support this family and let's support this friends. Thank you all for the love and support you've given me. And all I want to say is, if you have people in your life that you love that you care about, hug them, tell them you love them, and um, don't don't take it for granted because. You never know when your last time, your last moment's coming. You know, you never know when you won't be here or when they won't be here. So just, if you love somebody, if you have people you care about, just let them know. Hug them tight. Hug them close. And let them know that you love them. I love all you guys. Thank you all for the love and support. It's an amazing ride. And I hope 2021's better. And, you know, hopefully next time I won't be as um, upset or even... Sounding like I'm about to cry. I've been trying to fight back tears right now. Like it's it's really weird and difficult. But thank you all. So um, until next time, if I may paraphrase a famous tweet from Brody that he did every day of his life. He tweeted this every day. He would tweet, it's this day and you know what that means. So in remembrance of him, I will say this. It's Nerd Pool and you know what that means. Rest in peace, Brody Lee.